Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. I just had a birthday, and this episode will air a couple of weeks following that day. But I wanted to share some reflections that I had and this concept of extraordinary care that I landed on on that day while things are fresh on my mind. But before I get there, I'm going to get a little vulnerable and I have an ask for you. One thing that drives pretty much all of the work I do is a desire to be helpful. It sounds kind of simple, but it really is what drives all of the work I do in content creation. And if you've been with me for a long time or even just a short time, you probably know that I really work to help people find solutions to find tiny or really big pockets of ease in their lives. I just, I don't know, it feels so important to me and I really love it. And I always love hearing from people when something I recommend works for them. I'm also somebody who appreciates milestones and wow, friends, the 300th episode of this show is approaching and I can hardly believe it. I originally was going to make this ask on my actual birthday, which was October 12th, but I decided not to for two reasons. First, I really wanted to be offline that day, which I was, and it was delightful. And second, I didn't want to guilt people into doing something just because it was the actual birthday. I don't know if that sounds silly, but anyway, that's that's how I was feeling about it. So this is just an ask. Yes, it's happening in an episode where I am reflecting directly based on my birthday, but it's still just an ask. So here's the deal. I would love to hear from you about something you have heard on this show, an idea, a reframe a tiny little tactic, anything that has helped you make change and find agency in your life in any scope. No bit of agency is too small. I would love to hear all of it. And it's worth noting two things. First, 
It most definitely does not need to be something I said, given how many conversations in this archive include genius thoughts from my former co-host Asha Dornfest, and given how many incredible guests have appeared on this show. And second, you don't have to worry about attribution. If you can't remember who you picked the tip up from, don't sweat it. Who knows? I was thinking it might actually be a fun game for me to figure out which episode moved you. Bottom line, I would love, love, love to hear from you. And ideally, what I'm envisioning is I would love to connect anecdotes and share them for the 300th episode. So that's why even making this ask triggers my worried nobody will show up to my party self. But I figured, hello, growth. It is a good practice for me to ask for things and then also deal with whatever feelings may arise if things don't work out the way I'm envisioning. It's all good. So. Please share however is easy and fun for you. For example, if you want to send a written email with your thoughts to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com, great. If you want to send a voice memo to the same address, great. Or if you want to send a voice message via Edit Your Life Show on Facebook or Instagram, wonderful. I will figure out how to turn that into a sound file. <laughs> and assuming I receive submissions, I just want to note that I will select emails that I will read aloud or voicemails to share on the air. So please only identify yourself however you are okay with being in the public domain, whether that's first name, full name, no name, location, totally up to you. I would just love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Okay. Asking for things. Growth. That was very exciting. And I think I'm still standing. So let's take a quick break and then we will return for some reflections on extraordinary care. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more— all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, 
tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. The remainder of this episode is going to be a mix of lessons learned and reflections on my birthday and some thoughts that I had. And the first thing I want to start with is sharing that I am totally pro-aging, low cycle of life. But I think that in advance of my birthday, I was proving to sort of be a party pooper. I genuinely felt very mellow. I didn't really feel like I needed anything and I'm actively trying to get rid of stuff. And also we have a lot of expenses this year. (laughs) So I told John that I was fine just skipping gifts altogether. So the first lesson I wanted to share was after a conversation with him, I soon realized that it wasn't super useful and definitely not fun for me to project my practicalities or my anxiety on other people. And that part of the joy of birthdays is about people who love you being able to celebrate you. Once I kind of leaned into that, I asked for a couple things. The feedback on my list was that it was short and maybe a little bit paltry, but still good. And I will say I am deeply enjoying my new yoga mat and (laughs) a pair of joggers that I asked for. And also it just ended up being a really lovely day once I started giving some feedback about what I wanted it to look like. Second, if you can, I recommend taking the day off from work or whatever commitments for your birthday. I've done this the past few years. And while on the one hand, I have questioned whether it's sort of juvenile to take the day off because listen, the world cycles on, things are still happening. I actually rethought this and realized that the upside of adulting and the way I have structured my work life makes this possible. I can choose whether or not to work on my birthday, assuming no major client crises or things going on. And since taking time off is definitely not my strong suit in general, it felt like an extra loving act to do so. So yay. So I highly recommend if you can. I didn't have any grand plans, and that was exactly what I needed. My third lesson is that if you have a positive relationship with the person who birthed you and or the people who raised you, issue them a little love. I started my birthday with a morning tea date with my mom. I had intentionally not said breakfast because I just didn't want her to have to prepare anything. And also I'm very beverage oriented in the mornings anyway. (laughs) So I had just suggested tea. And on my way to her house, I stopped at a cafe to get her favorite sticky buns and fresh rolls because you know what? I was really thinking, yeah, this is a day that I was born and it's in some ways about me, but this day also signifies the day that she pushed her sixth baby out vaginally. That's a really big deal. (laughs) So when I explained this to her, She smiled and told me that this is actually a Korean tradition for grown children to honor their elders on the grown child's birthday. 
it was such a sweet moment and a little unexpected, which was great. And I just loved it. Let's take a quick break, friends. And then, oh my goodness, I'm going to talk about feelings. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, friends. My fourth lesson for this episode is that moments of clarity can come when you least expect them. As I drove to my mom's house that morning, towards a woman who has lived her life with just extraordinary clear-eyed faith and a belief in the good, even amidst mind-blowing levels of difficulty, I mean mind-blowing, really, (laughs) truly, I was overwhelmed by the feeling that I want to start living my life as I on-ramp into my fifth decade with extraordinary care. And it's funny because even those two words, just I got teary when I was driving. I don't know what it was about that moment, but it just really hit me, the clarity of it. It's important to share that I'm not talking about expensive new self-care practices or major life shifts. In fact, it is the complete opposite. As many of you know, during the height of the pandemic, I leaned heavily into the practice of looking for joy in the tiny things. Any small, seemingly mundane touch point that could remind me that there were okay things in the world. I was so angry about so many things (laughs) that 
this was really important and things were so hard, just legitimately hard that those tiny touch points, I really feel like they saved me. And yet I know that I also get mired in things. I've had more moments of bitterness and aggravation and pettiness than I would care to admit. It all happens behind the closed doors of my mind, but they happen and they take up valuable space. Now, I realize that probably at some level, those negative moments serve a purpose for me in processing feelings. I'm still actively working on liberating my emotional robot side, so this is a real thing. But as I said, ultimately, these little aggravations, the pettiness, whatever it is, it just sucks up bandwidth more than it deserves, certainly. And then importantly, it clouds the reality that I'm actually living an abundant life that I never in a million years would have dreamed was possible when I was a young person dealing with scarcity, abuse, and racism. So that moment was just so important to me. So my final lesson for this episode is that extraordinary care is immediately accessible. I want to dig in a little further to what that is. In broad strokes, it's about building awareness and intention around the tiny building blocks that contribute to caring for my relationships, my body, my mind, the space around and beyond me. It's about noticing the good and finding grace in any moments of aggravation to really level set and see the reality for what it is. I definitely have a tendency to let my mind spin and I would like less spinning. It's about forgiveness and healing, both for myself and for other people. It's about continuing to work on liberating my emotional robot side. It's about making positive choices about my time. I've been thinking a ton about this since my conversation with Laura Vanderkam in episode 279, Making Time for What Matters. I find that since reading her book, I've really been evaluating my time in a different way, and it's been really good. It's about trusting in what is here right now and being okay with uncertainty, which is normally not my strong suit, my friends. And it's about staying grounded in gratitude. When I left my mom's house that day, I thanked her for inspiring me to live with extraordinary care. And even just saying those words in that moment, I got teary again. And she rubbed my arm and said, don't forget to let people take care of you too. You know, moms continuing to do the hard work. She is 86 and I am 49 and she is still teaching me to this day. I want to share a few examples of what this reframing around extraordinary care has looked like in the days following since my birthday. I'm really struck by how we can never take for granted how powerful cognitive reframing is and how tiny tweaks matter for changing daily experience. This might sound a little out there, but in the days since, I have experienced shifts in pretty much everything. <laughs> Just as a few examples, I'm really taking care right now with what I eat and drink and have felt like my sense of taste and appreciation for what I'm consuming is totally elevated. It's kind of wild, actually. <laughs> I've been looking to my midday walks with my dog, not as a sometimes inconvenient thing for me to do, sorry, James, but as an opportunity to move, extend my gaze, 
breathe fresh air, maybe run a quick errand to the mailbox on foot. I've been actively refusing to fuel fires unnecessarily. That's a really big one, and it's been great to not engage in it. I've been working on thinking about other angles in challenging relationships, my historical knowledge of relationships, and the things that I can do, the little things that I can do to work on repair. I've leaned into really tiny little things like candles, lighting a candle while I work and having cups of good tea, just really small little good things. And just this past weekend, I decided to go for a walk by myself with the sole purpose of walking and looking around, which sounds incredibly 101, but almost never happens. Usually I walk with a destination in mind, like I'm running an errand to the library or as a way to catch up with my husband or to multitask because I wanted to listen to a podcast or use that time to call a friend. And this weekend I went out and I said to myself, I'm going to walk along this route where I can take in the beauty of the fall foliage. I'm not going to bring my phone. I actually only brought a single key tied to my shoes because I didn't even want anything to disrupt my bilateral balance in my body as I was walking. I wanted to swing my arms freely and not knock into anything. It was amazing. And I actually had some pivotal thoughts about some of these things I'm thinking about as I was walking. It was great. It's just also micro and so macro at the same time. And that just continues to startle me. So I know that habits erode over time, but I feel like this has been so game-changing for me to really just take a quick pause or a long pause (laughs) in advance of my reactions to things or how I enter a situation in order to make it the best moment that I can make it. And not everything's going to be perfect, but it's been a lot better. (laughs) It's been a lot better. So for your next edit, I want to encourage you to identify one reframe of a super mundane everyday thing to an amazing thing. If this is powerful for you, I would love to hear what it is. And here's why. As you may know, Laurel is off at college for her first year. And last month, we celebrated her birthday apart for the first time. This month, we celebrated mine apart for the first time. You know, in both cases, it was a little womp womp, you know, harder for her, obviously, since she's not with us and the rest of us are here. And as part of her birthday gift to me, she asked if we could eat lunch together via FaceTime and said she was having lunch delivered to me. She ordered my very favorite lunch, sweet green bowls. And even though I have been as tired of video meetings as pretty much everyone else, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, video lunch with somebody I love and miss? This is the most magical thing ever. And in the week that has passed, we have met up for FaceTime lunch two or three more times, and we're going to do another delivered lunch soon, which is very exciting. And what extraordinary care that is for both of us. Friends, I hope this episode has given you some good reflective nuggets to chew on. It's truly my honor here to show up on the mic and have you tune in. I care so much about this show and about all of you and the improvements we can all make together. So thanks for being here. 
You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show, or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life, a review on Apple Podcasts, or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.